In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 344 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And I think I totally passed by on this podcast anniversary. I seem to do that every year. I started this podcast back in January 2016. So that is going on seven years, which is absolutely bananas. If you've been here since the beginning, oh my gosh, I bow to you. Thank you for being here. And if you're new, thank you. I'm so glad that you are here and just know that we cross paths all in divine timing. So the way I run this podcast is I release on Thursdays and the first and third Thursdays of the month, I bring on either a listener of the show or a client and I coach them through a specific question or a situationship that they're in in their love life. The second Thursday of the month is a solo episode where I usually dive into a hot topic and this can either be inspired from a coaching episode that I recently released It could also be inspired, like if I keep having the same conversation over and over and over again with my clients, then I'm like, wow, people are really struggling with this. Let me put an episode together because it'll probably help my listeners too. And then the fourth episode, I've kind of, you know, done a little bit of the solo episode, like the second episodes of the month or the second Thursday of the month. Um, And then also sometimes I have a guest on the show, but to be frank, like neither of those options feel exactly it. And I think I've finally have got it. And I can't believe that it actually took me this long to figure it out. So the fourth Thursday of the month, yes, will still be a solo episode with just me. But I'm going to talk about some sort of current event or news media or just some kind of thing that's going on in the broader social space and what that means for you as you are navigating dating and entering into relationships. Now, 
If you've been around for a while, you know that I was in the political space before I started my business. And when I opted to leave that career and go into the coaching industry, it confused a lot of people, which is fine, whatever. I don't need to worry about them. But I can understand on the surface, it feels totally different. And sure, like in many ways, yes, it is very different working on a campaign or working in DC and going to Capitol Hill all the time. Yes, very, very different world than the world in which I currently reside. At the same time, though, when I think about what got me into politics in the first place, it was a deep frustration with the status quo, especially as it related to issues of race and gender. And I believed that having the right people in office, as well as pushing the right policies through, could do a lot to address that. Obviously, not everything, because people still have their own thoughts and beliefs, and they're going to you know, behave on those thoughts and beliefs sometimes. But I did, I did believe, and I still do believe, that having the right people and policies in place can be a catalyst to shifting things. And I think we've seen that throughout history. At the same time, that lifestyle was not healthy for me. I was very good at my job, but that was almost a curse that I was good at my job because I was addicted to the success. And, you know, it's a very numbers oriented job, especially on the campaign. And, and so it was very addicting to always be, you know, on the top chart for hitting my numbers for, you know, whatever the numbers they were um, measuring that week. And I left behind a lot of my self-care, my emotional needs, spiritual needs. Like I was just like this career person. And so Once I completely burned out and just got, I have a lot of other opinions about that space. I think they do important work. I just wasn't in a healthy spot, both physically and emotionally. I decided to get out. And I've also been deeply interested in personal development since I was really, really little. I've shared before that I used to read all the chicken soup for the soul books even the ones that had nothing to do with me, like a 13-year-old, <laughs> I was reading Chicken Soup for the Mother Soul. Like I just, I just love the idea of journeying into yourself and doing a little exploration and and improving yourself and healing and growth. And I just I just always have have loved it. And I began to see the connection of one's personal experience with what was going on in the broader picture. And so it was especially irksome to me was the pains that many politicians and those in the media will do to accommodate men, specifically white men. And what I realized and what I saw is that those same accommodations were not provided to other groups of people and certainly not people of color. For example, I truly believe, I really believe this, I have no proof, obviously. I truly believe that if everything was the same, like all the social dynamics and power dynamics and all that stuff were exactly the same, but it was men who menstruated and had babies, I truly believe that tampons and pads would be free or highly, highly subsidized. I believe that birth control wouldn't have so many insane side effects because there'd be a lot more funding and not goddamn Viagra to make it safer for women to take. I also believe there would be paid parental leave. And I also believe that we wouldn't be at least as heavy into this abortion debate. Obviously, that's 100% hypothetical. I cannot know for sure. Neither can anyone know for sure. But I do believe that you have lots of evidence that this is highly probable by the ridiculous double standards between men and women. For example, women with emotion are crazy. Men with emotion are sensitive. Women are judged by looks. 
age, makeup, hair, fashion, etc. all those choices. Whereas men are judged by actually, you know, what one ought to be judged for, what they do, what they stand for, the actions, the things they say, don't say, etc. A man who is in conflict with a woman, it's just, gosh, just dealing with a crazy woman, all those emotions, right? Versus a woman in conflict with a man is a bitch. And who does she think she is? And why does she think she can say that or, or treat him like that or, or whatever, right? We see this all across. I mean, you might have experienced some of this in personal relationships. You might experience this even, you know, a lot of times we have internalized the patriarchy. You might even have some of those beliefs or thoughts when you're watching a reality TV show or like, you know, celebrity drama or movies or shows or whatever it is. So again, this happens everywhere. And I think that it's naive to think that this doesn't show up on the micro level too, meaning your own individual relationships. And that's what's inspired a lot of the work that I'm passionate about and really one of the huge reasons why I wanted to create this business. So I hope that when I share it from that perspective, one, if you've been listening to me for a while, you've probably heard me talk about a lot of this stuff and I just kind of interlude it, you know, here and there as it comes up. But I do want to take some more time to really focus on it. And I, and I think also, I, I hope that it makes a little bit more sense how my previous political career and in doing this work, obviously, yes, they're totally different jobs, totally different areas of, of work. But at the same time, the passion and the drive and what makes me tick underneath is completely the same. And that is just for fairness and equality, really in all you know parts of life. But the whole like, men and women double standard thing really gets me. And that's a lot of what my coaching really revolves around. So now on the show, the fourth Thursday of the month, I'm going to talk about a news article or again, like if there's a show like The Tender Swindler, and there's something that's interesting there for me to talk about, you know, things like that, I want to bring to the show, talk about what it means, what it means on the bigger picture, and then what it means for you. And so if you've seen any articles, or things on Netflix about dating, or even like, if something big happens in a reality show that you watch and you're like, huh, this feels like a big deal, or this feels like there's a bigger message here and you want to know what I would think about it or what I would say about it, then let me know. Send it to me. You can email me. I'm support at veronicagrant.com, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I'm Veronica E. Grant, and I will definitely take a look and add it to the queue. I have a client who does this. She sends me DMs from time to time with articles about online dating or, you know, whatever else stuff is coming up you know who you are if you're listening. (laughs) And I really, really, really appreciate it. And that's actually part of what gave me the idea for the theme of the fourth Thursday of the month. So I'm really excited because after all, the personal is political and the political is personal. All right. So after the midterms in the US, which were back in November, there was a clip floating around on Fox News And I'm actually not going to put that clip. I'm not going to put that link in the show notes. However, if you do want to find it, you can Google it. Based on what I'm going to tell you, you'll have enough information to Google it. The reason that I'm not going to put the link in the show notes, I don't think you need to see this. It's very upsetting. And I would only watch it if you just love having your blood boiled. There's really no sense in doing it. Protect yourself. But again, if you really want to, you can Google it and find it. Anyways. There was a clip shortly after the midterm elections, and just to catch you guys up, if you forgot or if you're not American and don't necessarily follow U.S. politics, which I wouldn't blame you for, the Democrats did surprisingly well in the midterms. And in fact, it's not just surprisingly well, they did historically well. Generally speaking, after 
a president is elected, the opposing party usually just completely dominates and kills for that first midterm, the two years after that president is elected. So this happened in 2010, two years after Obama was elected. It was a huge, huge red wave that took over the House and Senate and won all of these local seats and everything in state and local governments. Um, The same thing happened in 2018, two years after Trump was elected. And this goes way back. This is this goes to the Bush years, Clinton years, everything. So this is not just a recent thing. This is very, very typical. People are frustrated, they're disappointed by the promises of the new administration. And so then usually the opposing party gets a huge, huge win for the first midterm of the president. Okay. And that did not happen. Yes, the Republicans did win the House, but by a very, very slim margin, they lost a lot of competitive races in the House and they did not regain the Senate. In fact, um, at the time that I'm recording this, we don't know who won the Georgia runoff, but regardless, the, re- the Democrats have certainly held on to the Senate and they may have even gained a Senate seat as well. In addition, the Democrats won up and down the ballot, local governments, governors, all sorts of things. So it was a really, really good night for Democrats, despite losing the House. Okay. And so this just left the Republicans basically like, what the fuck is going on? Right. So this is the premise or this is the situation that led Fox News host Jesse Waters to say this. He said, single women need to get married and quote, settle down so they stop voting for Democrats. Single women and voters under 40 have been quote, captured by Democrats. We need these ladies to get married. It's time to fall in love and just settle down. Guys, go put a ring on it, he urged. So it goes on. I won't go into it, but this is the important piece or the the important quote that you need to know so I can set this up. Here's what's really going on. Rather than self-reflection of, hmm, why did we have an historic loss in the first midterm of a new president? Why aren't young people wanting to vote for us? Why aren't single women or maybe women just in general voting for us? And instead of doing a soul search or doing lots of self-reflection or hmm, maybe we should loosen our grip on some of our rhetoric or policies, they're blaming it on the people who didn't give them the behavior that they wanted. And if this sounds familiar to you, it's because it is. If you've ever been in a relationship with someone who can't take responsibility for not being able to deal with their emotions, or they can't take responsibility for their poor actions, then they've probably have gaslit you in some way to try to make you out to be the bad guy and to let them off scot-free. This is the same thing happening. One is just on a national Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sage, as it relates to voting trends and which party's pissed off and why they're pissed off and all that kind of stuff. And then the other situation is you personally with someone who is gaslighting you into making you think that you were the one in, in the wrong or something was wrong with you. And instead, rather than them taking responsibility for their emotions, for their feelings, for their actions, all that kind of stuff. Now, I firmly believe that in regards to the Republican Party, they will have to change. They cannot win in competitive races where they're telling 50% of their voting base that they'd rather see them die than abort an unsafe pregnancy. Like that's just not sustainable. Of course, they will continue to win in deep red states. They will continue to win in highly gerrymandered districts and for house seats, but they will have a harder and harder time of winning the presidency because they will not be able to get some of the swing states and they will have a harder and harder time to take the Senate because they will not be able to win again, some of those swing states. So I do believe that they will change. It might take a while, they might have to split, there will always be, of course, the MAGA faction or the Tea Party, what they used to be or whatever. But the base and the core, maybe not the base, that's not the right word, like the, the core of the Republican Party certainly will have to adapt if they want to continue to, again, win those elections. And this brings me to a big study by Psychology Today. They released it back in summer of 2022. And essentially what the study found is that young and middle-aged men are the loneliest they've been in a generation. And the study argues it's probably going to get worse. So one of the main reasons why there are more and more single men is because relationship standards have dramatically changed over the past several years. I really do believe this is actually one of the benefits of social media. Social media has been a really wonderful place to talk about mental health and mental health services and things like therapy and coaching and bringing all of that kind of stuff into the mainstream. Like, oh, I'm not feeling great. I can get somebody to help me right? Obviously, this is much more of an industry that has been taken up by women. They're certainly less standard. But as you know, people like you listening to this show or listening to other shows like this, you probably have engaged in some sort of therapy, perhaps some coaching as well, or you're thinking about it. You have increased your skills. You've improved your skills in being more emotionally vulnerable and available and having better communication skills and boundary skills and sharing how you feel. And you're better able to deal with difficult emotions, which allows you then to be in a healthier relationship. And men are certainly behind in this. Men are not flocking to therapy or life coaches or other types of healing modalities in the same way that women are. And so what does this mean for you? Is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? I think I don't, I don't want to say like a bad thing, but I think that there are some challenges, but I also think there are some opportunities for you. So the first opportunity is that I do actually believe that the tide is turning. I do believe, despite what I just shared about the Republican Party, where I do think they do need to change, whether or not they will is yet to be seen. I actually do think that there are more men going to therapy and doing this kind of work than there was before. What I found so interesting in this last season of The Bachelorette, for example, when it was the double bachelorette with Gabby and Rachel, one thing that I found fascinating is that all of the top guys 
talked about their experience going to therapy. Now, yes, I know that a lot of the viewers of The Bachelor are women, but it's not 100%, right? And even if a man doesn't actually watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, I still think this enters into just the cultural, the town square kind of conversation. More people are going to therapy, therapy works, therapy makes you feel better, um, or coaching or whatever it is. And therefore, you know, it's a good thing. And, and, And it's normal to do it doesn't mean you're bad or crazy or something's wrong with you or, you know, whatever the stigmas that are there, um, you know, they're beginning to melt away even for even for I think they've been long melted away for women, but I think that they're even becoming more melted away for men, which is great. So another piece of good news for you, if you are seeking a man, is that according to the study, 62% of online dating users are men. So obviously this makes it more challenging for men because there's 62% of them. I mean, of course, assuming they are, I shouldn't assume, but if they are seeking a, a woman, obviously this is going to be a little bit challenging because there's they far outnumber women. Um, if you are a woman seeking a man, this is good news. However, a lot of those men, again, they are further behind in doing their own work and personal development and therapy and all that kind of stuff. And so they may not be as available or where you need someone to be in order to be in a healthy relationship. So there's like good news, bad news, right? However, I still think that this is more good news than bad for you. Just like the Republicans are going to be forced to change their ways if they want to be truly a competitive party again in non-local or non-as gerrymandered districts, I do believe that if men want to not be single, they're going to have to change their ways as well. I really do believe in collective power. And so what my ask for you is when you experience bad behavior, right? When you experience someone telling you that you shouldn't feel a certain way or that what you're doing is wrong or you know, just unloading on you and not really taking responsibility for their difficult emotions or their actions or whatever, don't put up with that shit because I think a lot more women are not putting up with that shit. And that's part of what's creating all of these single men. And of course, not all single men who are struggling to be in a healthy relationship are going to seek out support. You know, they might just stay single for a really long time or might be able to, you know, be in a relationship with someone who hasn't done their work and that might happen for them. But I do believe that many people will be maybe forced as a strong word, but I I do believe that many people are going to have to make a choice of like, okay, something isn't working. I should probably get help and support, especially as again, the overall cultural conversation narrative changes around men, like on the freaking bachelorette talking about how they went to therapy and what it did for them. That just continues to normalize it specifically for men. Now, one thing that I do want to say, it's not your job to be someone's therapist or coach or mother or whatever, right? And so a part, I know that a lot of women, a part of you wants to help people or be that person for someone. And I really want you to resist the urge because that just further feeds this pattern of men not taking emotional responsibility for themselves or their actions or whatever. So that just perpetuates the problem. So I don't want you to hear this and say, oh, Veronica wants me to help people and like basically help them do their emotional work. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I would say, in fact, have even less less tolerance for doing that work because again, I think it does 
help this collective power of like something needs to change and you need to do something about it. And the final thing that I'll say about this is, you know, obviously if you are online dating or thinking about online dating in general, the numbers are in your favor. Obviously that will change from place to place, but overall the numbers are in your favor if you're a woman seeking a man for sure. Again, a lot of those men and that 62% are not going to be emotionally available or just really capable with their skills to be in a healthy relationship. And so this is where you really get to have and practice this opportunity as most people are a no. I truly, truly believe in that concept. And I know this can bump up against scarcity, like, oh, but there's not enough men, or what if I push this person away and it's, it was my person or whatever, or I'll make a mistake. I totally understand that fear. And also I want you to do your best to let it go. I know that's like kind of like a, yeah, just let it go. Don't worry about it. I understand it's a little bit more difficult than that. But ultimately, that is what I'm asking you to do. And that's certainly the goal. Because I want you to spend your time and energy as much as possible with people who are able to meet you where you are emotionally. Now, sometimes people are not really have done their work, but they're not like assholes. (laughs) And so you might have a higher tolerance than perhaps I would in Hey, saying like, hey, this is actually what I need or how I want you to show up. Can you do that? Right. And then if they're showing improvement, then of course, you know, that's for you to decide, you know, how much time and how many chances you want to give somebody. Now, if you have a tendency to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and be, you know, walked all over and constantly bend over backwards, this might not be the route for you. But I I don't think it necessarily has to be like a zero tolerance policy for maybe not bad behavior, but just not exactly where you want them to be emotionally in terms of being able to communicate, have boundaries, all that kind of stuff. For some of you, you might be at a zero tolerance policy and that's fine. I wouldn't say I was was at a zero tolerance policy when I, by the time I met Stevie, but I would say I was at like a 1%, (laughs) uh, you know, tolerance policy, meaning like, okay, if it's a minor offense, okay, that's fine. You know, we can talk, maybe we can work through it. But anything greater than that, like, no, I don't have time. I, I've been through that shit before, not doing that again. <laughs> um, and you might have a slightly higher tolerance policy, but I do think you need to have clear boundaries within yourself of like how many chances or like how many times are you going to have the same conversation and have them promise they can do better or whatever. You need to have a clear boundary with yourself, like how much you're willing to do that and then hold yourself to it. That's the important piece. But, you know, so I, th- I think it's actually a good thing when like, okay, I've got my selection here. There's 62% of people on online dating are men. Okay, that's great. Now, let me just get really clear on making more people a no versus a yes. And that way, the people that do come across because there are emotionally available men, there are men who are doing their work, there are men who have worked with life coaches, and or therapists or done other kind of healing work who are ready and available and willing to be in a relationship. And they want someone who is also emotionally available for the kind of relationship that they want. Um, Because remember, sometimes they've encountered women who aren't emotionally available. And I know because I have male clients who tell me. Um, So it's important that you also are, you know, doing your work so that's easier to spot each other and to kind of speak each other's language when you do meet, whether it's on the apps or offline or whatever it is. Okay, so I hope you love this episode. I will link the Psychology Today article in the show notes. I'm not going to link that Fox News clip in my show notes, because frankly, I don't really want Fox News on my website. And that whole backlink thing, um, because who knows, God knows, actually, (laughs) what that does to SEO or whatever, I don't want to be associated. However, if you do want to listen to it, feel free to Google it, but I don't advise it unless you like having your blood boiled. 
Um, but I look forward to having a, another kind of episode like this next month. If you have an article that you've come across or something you saw on the news about dating, or, you know, if there's like some sort of special around dating or Tinder or whatever on Netflix, you know, like the Tinder swindler. I don't know if I'm going to do a deep dive into that unless I get a lot of feedback from people wanting me to do that. But things like that, send them my way so I can see them and then put some episodes together so I can kind of give you the big picture, but then also the micro picture of how it might impact you and your dating. All right, my dear, I hope you love this episode. I will see you next week on the Love Life Connection. I am actually hosting a workshop around Valentine's Day. So make sure you're on my email list so that you get all the details about that. I haven't announced it yet, but I will be soon. So make sure you tune into the podcast to hear more about it. And then also being on my newsletter list is certainly the quickest and easiest way to sign up and get all the information about the workshop, which will be all about the inner child and how to start looking at your patterns, and then using inner child work to shift them once and for all. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.